What are the most valuable things people should know? Obviously, this is from, or I should say, an idea inspired by Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. And to me, the most valuable things that people should know that I believe we're going to boil it down into like the number one most important thing is understanding that we get paid for the value that we bring to the marketplace and you increase your value or your ability to deliver value by growing your reserve of knowledge and developing your gifts, your skills, your talents. Because repetition is a mother of skill. The more you apply yourself at something, preferably something you enjoy, and even better, if you love it, you're going to work harder at it than something that you like. So you may have heard the other night I was when I was doing a phone session, I was that was a guy who was trying to figure out what his purpose was in life. And he already was in the field that he loved and he was passionate about because, but because he hated the company that he was working for and he wasn't enjoying his work, but there were aspects of it that he loved. He just didn't like the culture. He didn't like the, um, the people that he worked with. It was just totally, and plus he's working 80 hours a week and doesn't have much of a life and he's stressed all the time that, he just he had no his quality of life was suffering from it, and so by going through a process where I was asking him to tell me all the things that he loves and enjoy, hobbies, interests, just things he's passionate about, it gives a roadmap for you for what to focus on. And I think that particular guy he had, I think it was like fourteen or fifteen things that we came up with <clears throat> on his list. And I remember when we did it with Gracie, she had like thirty. And so when I do that process with people, it usually is like around 10 to, 10 to 15, I think is kind of the average of what most people have as far as things they can come up with that they really love and enjoy. And then they just basically build their life around and their business life around doing as many of those 14, 15 things, whatever they happen to be in their professional life as well as their personal life. And when you're doing that, when your social life, your professional life allows you to do all the things you're most passionate about, you're going to feel like you're doing what you were put on this earth to do. But if you're doing like half of them, you're going to feel like something is missing. And something that was really important to that particular guy was being part of a, a team and teamwork. And he didn't feel like he was part of a team. And like, what's interesting is like when you look at why people leave jobs, they typically leave, even though they might be getting compensated well, because they don't feel like their contributions matter or their opinions don't matter. And so they, they often leave because of that, just because they don't feel like, you know, one of our human needs, our six human needs is significance, meaning feeling like you're important, that you matter. And so when you have one of your major six human needs is not being met, that's going to really cause your quality of life to suffer. If you go into a job every day that you hate, that's going to affect your attitude, your overall sense of well-being, how happy or unhappy you are. And if you're trying to date somebody but you're unhappy, you can't give away what you don't have for yourself. So if you're not happy in your mission, your purpose, your career in life, it's, it's going to negatively affect every other part of your life. And so by applying yourself as something you love and enjoy and growing your reserve of knowledge, you add more value to the world. And the more value you add, the more you feel like you're doing what you're put here to do, the happier you're going you're gonna to be, the more attractive you're going to be, the more fun you're going to be 
to be with. So to me, those are the most important things. Growing your reserve of knowledge, developing your gifts, your skills, your talents, because what you spend your time doing, typically work, is you want to feel like your life's work is exciting and compelling and something that jazzes you, because otherwise you're going to half-ass it. And if you're chasing money, which a lot of people do, they think they're going to become rich by doing things that will potentially make them a lot of money. If they don't believe in the product or service, they're not going to work hard enough to be exceptional at it. But when you apply yourself at things you love, you become exceptional at it. And when you become exceptional, other people notice. Coworkers notice. For guys, obviously the ladies notice. It's very attractive for a guy to women that has their life together. They know their purpose, their mission. They're doing some kind of work that makes them feel alive on the inside. So you mentioned about um, that the guy that you had the phone session with, that he wasn't really fully happy that he's been working. He would work 80 hours a week, and on top of that, he doesn't like working for the company itself. Yeah, their culture sucked. They just treat their employees like shit. They overwork them. You're expected to be there six, seven days a week because everybody else is, and they're just miserable. And they're abusive to their employees. Mm-hmm. So even though the industry that he's in, he really loves it. He's one of his major passions in life. The company he was working with is just, it's soul sucking. Mm-hmm. So he gets up every day and he goes to work and yeah, he's making amazing money, but he hates it. And he doesn't like the people that he works with because they they just don't have a good company culture. And that's part of the problem with the corporate world is it's so cold and businesslike. It's not relaxed, easygoing. There's lots of rules. There's lots of dogma. You got lots of little boxes you got to fit into. And if you don't fit in those boxes, you're out. So what about in the event of those who don't like their jobs, but they can't afford to leave the job due to, you know, if they're single parents and they're taking care of their kids or they're paying rent? What about those people? What can they do in that sense? So self-reliance is obviously what I teach, but so the idea is that you want to apply yourself at things you love and enjoy. And so part of self-reliance is being able to be in control of your life, to be able to shape and change your destiny for the better. And if you're working at something that pays the bills, that's great. But if you've kind of hit the glass ceiling or like in this guy's case, he did not, he wanted to stay in the industry but he just did not like the company or the culture where he worked. So for him, the idea is to because you guys you got to pay your bills. This particular client was wealthy enough to where he could not work for several years if he he didn't want to. But most people, that's not the case. So you have to whether it's your smoke break or your coffee break or your lunch break or your days off. You want to be banging the phones. You want to be looking at companies that where you can work, where you can improve your situation. But the most important thing is you got for like I wrote about mastering yourself is you got to have some kind of purpose that makes you feel alive. You got to do things you love and enjoy. And so by having a list of all your driving force needs, all the things you love and enjoy most, that's your roadmap. You build your life around those particular things that you love and enjoy. And so your career or your business, if you're an entrepreneur or your and your social life, you want to be able to do those things in either your professional or your personal life as much as possible. 
and as frequently as possible because then you're going to feel like you're doing what you're put on earth to do. And so if you're not happy in the job you're at, and like in this guy's case, it's just basically finding a better company to work for, ideally, where he can make more money. And so that becomes a part of a negotiation. And so what I, what I instructed him to do is find 10, 15, 20 companies that you would love to work for that are great options and start a system of following up with them and looking to see because just because a company might not be hiring today doesn't mean that they won't be hiring a month or six months from now. So for having been a lifelong entrepreneur and a guy that's hired and fired hundreds of people in his career, for a business owner or even a manager at a company, you want people that are low maintenance, that are easygoing, easy to get along with. You give them a task and they just handle it. They're self-motivated, a superstar type of employee. And so somebody that is calling your company, and even though you might not be hiring today, a month, month and a half from now, they call back. They keep coming back. Maybe they stop by the office or whatever. It shows they're hungry. And so any company that's successful or any manager that, that's worth his, his weight in gold recognizes those superstar employees because there aren't a lot of them out there. And so you keep the job you have while the idea is to improve your situation. You want a better culture in the company you work for. You want to negotiate and make better money. So if you've got three or four companies offering you a job, you can say, well, comp and when somebody offers you a position, they want you to come work for them. You can say, well, this other company's offering me X and a company car and this and that. And so you can kind of pit them against each other. It's the same thing like in the dating world. If you're a guy and you, or a woman for that matter, and you got multiple people, great high quality prospects to date, you're going to be a little cockier. You're going to have a little bit more swagger. You can be a little more selective. You can kind of take your time with making your decision. It's the same thing with companies. If you've got three or four companies that want to hire you versus not having been able to work in a year, maybe you've been on unemployment or whatever, and you haven't found a job, you're going to be more desperate. So you're going to be in a fearful state. And so from a leverage position, you're in a very weak place. But if you've got multiple people who want to date you, Lots of people want to be your friend. Lots of companies that want to hire you. You can, and, and it's known and you make it known or just the way you live your life, it's known. People see you as more valuable because scarcity creates value. So if there's one of you and there's four or five companies that want to hire you or three or four or whatever it happens to be, then you just pick the best one that offers you the most and that helps keep you in a peaceful and relaxed state. And so once you find the right opportunity where it's a, cause you don't want to just go work at another company and then go work for another shitty company making the same money. Cause you haven't improved your situation. Then you want to be able to go work somewhere else where the, the culture is better. The people are better. The opportunity for growth is better. The compensation is better. The location is better. Then you've improved your life and success is making progress. So if you see yourself making progress towards the things that you want, you're going to feel happier. Versus staying stuck in the same crappy job and complaining about it, but doing nothing to help yourself because you got to participate in your own rescue. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to fix your life. Nobody's going to lose the weight for you or go to the gym. You got to do those things yourself. Nobody's going to change the job for you if you don't like it. You got to make it happen. So a lot of people uh, usually uh, most of the time make the excuse that they don't 
they're not working out or they can't do something because they're tired from work. So in that case, when it comes to when work, they say they're stuck, when they're when they say they're tired, yeah, that's their story. Yeah. So in that's terms, excuse, how in can words. they better uh, stay like maintain a stable work life balance? In that sense, like you know, it, it it is an obstacle, but how can they better like do that? It's better to do things you love and enjoy. Like for me, being an entrepreneur, it's there's no like set business hours because I have things that I have to get done. Obviously, I work with you guys. You guys tell me when you're available, and our schedules fit together when they fit together, and we're able to work when we're we're able to work. And so you've got to be able to. The more control you have over your time, the happier you're going to be in life, the more you're going to feel like you're kind of in control of your own destiny. What was, it, what was the question again? It was how people can better uh, uh, balance their work life. So point being is trying to balance. So to the average person that's working a 40-hour work week, I work a lot more than that. I'm, the, my business is always on my mind. You know, the way I live, my lifestyle, my business fits into that. And so I love what I do. So to me, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes I got a lot of things to get done. I might not feel like doing it. But at the end of the day, it, when you love what you do, you're going to work harder at it. You're going to work more hours. And you're going to outwork everybody else. I mean, you, my, one of my favorite examples is Tom Brady. He even says it all the time. He says, you're not going to outwork me. I mean, he's talking now. He's like, I think I can play into my 50s. And if he takes exceptional care of his body and continues eating an alkaline-style diet, type-based diet, like I talk about in Mastering Yourself, and as long as he doesn't have a major injury, it's like the things he focuses on with pliability and being flexible, that you know, if you get hit from a weird direction or somebody hits you in the legs and you don't have flexibility, something's going to tear. And it's like when you see athletes, they keep injuring the same appendage the same part of the body over and over, it's because there's no flexibility in their spine. There's no flexibility in their frame. So when they get hit from a weird angle, stuff breaks. And that's what happens to most of the guys in the NFL. They just they get injured too much. Too much of toxins and acidity builds up in the body where they just can't move like they did when they were younger. They don't have the same quickness. And Tom takes better care of his... It's interesting but that all these guys that play with him see what he does, but... I don't. I haven't seen one yet that does the things that he does consistently to his his level. He's more obsessed about it than anybody else, and he has the mindset it's like you're not going to outwork me. But if you listen to him talk, he, there's nothing he loves more than football. That's his heart and soul and his passion. He lives and breathes it. And you're like, well, you know, what's your favorite Super Bowl win? He's like the next one. <laughs> I mean, that guy's gonna. He literally is becoming the Bill Russell of football. Because he's willing to do things on a level that nobody else can match or touch. And that's why it's so important to build your life around things that you love and enjoy. Because if you're competing against somebody that's doing it for money or a paycheck, you'll fucking crush them. They won't be able to keep up with you. Because your enthusiasm is what keeps you up late at night, gets you up early in the morning to do the things that you're passionate about. And the repetition's a mother skill. The more you do something, the better you're, you're going to get at it. And the more successful you get at it, the more you have control of your time, the more you can schedule your time so you can kind of have that work-life balance where you say, you know what, I've just decided I'm not going to work today. And you don't have to work. And your business continues chugging along if you decide 
not to work on a particular day or to take a week off or whatever. So what excites you? 